0: in a little over two months the annual elevate conference kicks off in nashville tennessee it is my pleasure today to serve as guest host of the agency nation radio podcast and more so shine a light on one of the truly incredible exhibitors that will be on site at elevate 2020. my name is joe hollier and i am honored to be joined today by Hawksoft agency management system but more specifically co-founder and vice president of development mr sean hawkins and Vice President of Marketing, Mr. Roushank Shah. How you doing today, guys? Really doing well. Great. How are you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> doing great. Uh, thanks. We are uh totally excited to talk to you guys and really just dig into um, Hawksoft and everything you have gone on to date. So I'm going to jump right into it, if you don't mind. And uh Sean, I'm going to start with you. If you, uh, as co-founder, can you take us kind of through the origin of Hawksoft and kind of... How it's evolved to where it is now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Hawksoft has a a somewhat unique um, uh, beginning. Um, And I'm actually going to take you way back to when I was in the fifth grade. Um, When I was in the fifth grade, my father at the time was a well driller um, and a welder. Um, And my fifth grade teacher um, had come to him and said that uh, he felt that I was bored and that I would, um, that, that my dad should buy me a computer. Um, and so my dad bought me a Tandy 1000, um, told me I could have any game I wanted as long as I programmed it myself. And he handed me a programming book. Um, so I would come home from school and I would um, start reading through the book and learning all this stuff about programming. And, and then when he got home, I would share with him what I had learned. And then he'd stay up really late at night and he'd learn a bunch of stuff. And the next day he'd share with me what he learned. And we went back and forth teaching, us, teaching each other how to program. Um, and at first there were really simple games like tic-tac-toe and hangman and, um, games like that. Um, and then they became more sophisticated, uh, like a Pac-Man type game. And my mom wanted a recipe program and she wanted a genealogy program. And, and so we were constantly, um, building, uh, programs. And what we found was we'd build the game and within, would get it done within a, you know, we'd play it maybe for 20 minutes or a half hour. And then it was off to build the next game, the next thing. Um, and we, we found was that programming was the, was the game. That was what was, what was so much fun. When I was in the sixth grade, my father went to work for a cheese distribution uh, company and they imported cheeses from all over the world. I um, mean, at first he was a night, uh, a, uh, a um, tr- truck driver for them. Um, later on, he became the night warehouse manager. And as the um, warehouse manager, he was aware of uh, that. A lot of the cheeses were being rotated incorrectly. Um, they would have, they would bring in 20 pallets of Brie, um, from, from France at a time. And every once in a while they would lose track of one of the pallets and the pallet would go bad and they would literally find it by its smell. Um, and it's Brie smells anyway, but when it goes bad, it really stinks. (laughs) Um, and so he came I was in the, the um the um eighth, ninth grade right in there at the time, and he came home and said, Sean, I've got a program I want you to build. I want you to build a program for tracking where in the warehouse this cheese is so they know how to rotate it properly. And so um we it took us oh six, eight months, nine months, something like that to build it. Um he took it to his boss and his boss was blown away. Um they had just had the software bid out, it was gonna cost way too much money um and our our software did more than what they would they were even thinking it should do um, anyway so he gave us a sizable check um for that software and at that point i turned to him and said dad someday we're going to have our own our own business we're going to be partners in our own software business and with our last name being hawkins i we said it's going to be called hawksoft and that's kind of where the dream began um fast forward to my senior year of high school he became an insurance agent um and Again, um, that's back in the day where all the insurance apps were handwritten. He came home and said, uh, "Sean, I've got we got a problem that we can solve. Um, right now, all these applications are being rejected because either they can't read the handwriting um, or they're not all all the way filled out properly. Um, I think we can build something on the computer to uh, to to fill out these applications." Um, at the time I was actually working, um, in high school at a company that was doing work for laser printers using hardware to print out forms with data on them. And it's, it sounds kind of archaic because now, you know, things print down, we don't even think about it. But back then that was brand new technology. And, um, so we went to my boss and said, Hey, we've got this, I, this idea of what you're doing, but for the insurance space. And my boss said, you know what? I'm a hardware guy, not a software guy. If you guys want to go do that, go do it. And so, um, my dad and I sat down and came up with an application, um, to, to print out insurance forms, um, on laser printers. So you're printing out on just white paper, but the form and the data overlays on it. And so they started using it in his agency. And very quickly we caught the attention of the insurance companies, um, because they had never seen anything like that before. Um, and they wanted to know what, what it was that his agency was doing. Um, and they immediately introduced us to um, other agencies um, who were interested in the same kind of software. And suddenly we found ourselves in the software business. Um, and that was back in 1995. Um, so this year we're celebrating 25 years
0: in business. Two things, Sean. One, if you don't already, you should truly share that story more often. That is an awesome story. Um, two, I wish I would have known you about oh five or six years ago when my uh oldest daughter first got a uh a tablet or device and i would have loved to have told her you can use this device you can use this ipad you can download any game you want but you have to code the app to do that um that would have been uh, yep. unbelievable to <laughs> to have that foresight and such a cool way to uh just get your creative juices going and learn something that's Obviously very useful and practical. Um, so great story. And, uh, so I'm going to jump over to you, Rashang. Um, based on, on, on the history and based on the fact that we look at insure tech now, we look at a lot of startups. There are many management systems in the marketplace. Uh, share with me, in your opinion, what differentiates Hawksoft from, from some of your competitors.
2: Sure, absolutely. It's, it's a key question we ask at Hawksoft, our customers ask, you know, anytime they're shopping systems, reassessing systems. Um, one thing I'll get right on the table is at the end of the day, 80% of the systems or 80% of the features across management systems are somewhat the same right? They all do similar things in terms of policy management. They all do similar things in terms of certificates. You know, we can get into the weeds, but there's an 80% overlap. Yes, there are, you know, there's that 20% difference of how the workflows work, the UI, um, the experience of using it. But outside of the technicalities of a management system, um, Hawksoft about five or six years ago had to ask this very question to ourselves what do we want to be known for in the industry? It's, it's a you know messy, noisy world out there, and people are going to give you 5, 10 seconds, 30 seconds if you're lucky, to understand what's different. So I, the, the analogy we use in-house is, is we all went through high school, and we all went through this phase of coming to terms with who we were. What clique, what group did we want to hang out with? Who were we? We all went through that process of finding ourselves. And, and Hawksoft, went through that similar process about five, six years ago. And the interesting thing is we, we, we collectively made a decision that we are not the company that's willing to make the sacrifices required for a hockey stick growth, growth chart. We actually enjoy the slow and steady organic growth because it gives us a level of control and the ability to, to minimize the number of shareholders that we're answerable to. And so Right now, we view it as if we're answerable to two shareholders: our employees and our customers. Um, Hawksoft is different in that, in the systems out there in the marketplace, we are the, the top three in the top three or four systems. We are the only ones that are still privately owned and still owned by the same people who started the, the company 25 years ago, and, and I think that really matters because. In the industry we're in, M&A activity is, is at a peak right now. And a lot of agencies that invest in a system um, five, ten years down the road, they only find that their system has been deprecated because it's been acquired by another company. And so their whole agency, their staff, their workflows have to go through change trying to find another system. So um, the stability aspect is huge, is what makes Hawksoft different. Um, we decided early on that we wanted to focus on extreme customer service. So we actually over-invest in getting the agency off on the right foot during the onboarding process, making sure all their data converts over from their existing system into Hawksoft, making sure that we give one-on-one training so the staff at the agency is ready to hit the ground when they hit the go live button. Um, we over-invest in those processes and it's paid off. Um, You know, we, we, all companies, you know, monitor KPIs. We track how long agencies stay with our system. And on average, as of last year, it's been about 18 years, um, that agencies that choose HawkStuff stay with it. And if you put that number into perspective, how many other software products out there have you stayed with or continue using for 18 years? And I, I challenge you that outside of Microsoft Windows, maybe your accounting package, and obviously Microsoft Office, there's very few apps or systems that you would stay on as a company for that long. So, and we take great pride in that. So the, you know, coming to terms with who we are, um, as a company, what we're willing to sacrifice the core values we're willing to stick to. That's what really makes us different outside of that 20% of features.
0: That's a great response and answer to that. Um, and it's, uh, so as I'm listening and just make jotting down notes here, you talk about a formula for success that you've been able to acquire. In my head, I'm calculating besides almost raising kids for 18 years. I can't think of almost anything else that I've done <laughs> for 18 years other than, uh, eating, eating southern food. Um, it's, uh, that's a that's an impressive track record and kudos to you guys. And some of the, some of the key points there that stood out to me are slow and steady. And over investing in the agency. And, you know, that's probably two key differentiators right there because, you know, especially when I look at a lot of startups, uh, slow and steady is never the mantra. It's quick and release. And, um, you're looking at really at taking it slow, taking your time, understanding that what your failures are, how to reiterate in the marketplace and really, like I said, over investing in the agency to where you really understand what the value is to them. Versus telling them what their value is through your product. Um, it, it makes perfect sense that you would have so much long-term success. Uh, so, so kudos to you guys on that. Um, one thing i like to shift gears a little bit and I'll, Sean, I'll jump back to you. Uh, you know, it seems like you, you, you've done everything, uh, the way it's supposed to be done. You, 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 reinvented yourself over and over again. You knew what you wanted to provide. You knew what your core values were. And I, I love on your page, the, your list of core values They really resonate with me as somebody who might want to do business with someone or, or, or a third party. Um, can you kind of share with us as you know, now we're in 2020, you guys have up, you know, you got a lot of things that seems in place where you want them. You, you got a stronghold in the market. Uh, what do you see, in 2021, 2022, the future, as we are starting to move not only to more remote workstations, uh, but kind of the culture in which we do business is, is evolving. Uh, can you share some ideas or what you're looking at uh, moving forward with Hawksoft?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this this big push for the cloud um, really is about being able to connect systems together and move data seamlessly. And that's, quite frankly, where I think the industry needs to go. In that we need to have more um, ability to move data um, between the management system, between uh, to the carriers and back and forth more seamlessly, and I think that's where we've got to get to. Um, but when it really comes down to it, um, the independent insurance agency is is about relationships, um, and the ones that are most successful are creating those relationships, and that's what we at, at Hawksoft really strive to do is is create a relationship with the agency because we, we understand we're in a relationship business. And and I think sometimes as an industry, we want to automate out the relationship. And the reality is, is that we ought to be automating in the relationship. We ought to be making the relationship more centered um, and using technology to continue to build that relationship even more. Um, and so as we look to the future, that's what we're looking at is, is finding ways to continue building uh, those relationships. Um, and, and yet at the same time, helping our agencies um, be able to service their customers the way this customers want to be serviced at the same time. And so there's a balancing act a little bit there.
2: Yeah. And I think, uh, Joe, our approach to cloud is a little bit different. Um, you know, when when the word cloud is thrown around, um, I guess the lines have been blurred. You know, is that is that data stored in the cloud? Is that a browser-based experience? And our approach has been, again, piggybacking on our focus on customer experience. What is the best experience for someone who sits in an insurance agency eight hours a day um, on a desktop? Is the best experience a browser? Is the best experience for that person a native app on that desktop? And and if you use the analogy of something like, how do you, how what do you use to check your mail? A lot of business people use Microsoft Outlook, which is a native app on the desktop. Because it's a powerful app, and because they're not forced to be living in a browser, they're able to do things like um, shortcuts through your keyboard, for example. Um, you know Things integrate nicely with documents that are on your desktop or in local folders. So our approach to cloud isn't to have a blanket statement that everyone has to go to browser-based. Instead, we're gonna look at it the other way around, and say if you're spending the majority of your day on a pc at your desk a native app makes sense and so we'll deliver that as a native app the data will be stored in the cloud and will be served to that native app just like microsoft exchange for example for email where the data is in the cloud server and it's, it's you're using it through the outlook app on your desktop flip that paradigm around if you're a producer in the office and you're out rating commercial you're out on a farm and, and and, and you're not at your desk. Well, yes, then it makes sense to have access to your management system via the browser. So we're, our cloud, the Hawksoft cloud is really a hybrid where the experience is delivered in the best manner, uh, for the technology that you're using at that time, be it at your desk or in the field. And, and that's our approach to cloud.
0: That's fascinating. And, uh, you know, I know when I'm in, in Nashville the Con- at the Elevate conference, I'm going to, uh, Certainly, stop by and, and, and pick your brain more. Uh, we probably would, wouldn 't have enough time to fit it in today, but I, I would love to hear more about the agency intelligence side of what you 're doing in and metrics and, and 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 how you know you know, you can you can strengthen agencies' performance um, when they 're able to measure different uh, aspects that aren 't available now and um, it's just uh, it 's just really cool the way you 're connected all these dots. Uh, Roshang, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with you because, you know, as an agent and an agency, um, it's 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 a bit overwhelming when you start looking at change in your management system, when you're looking at alternative options, excuse me, on where you want to go with your management systems and the perks and benefits. Um, and everybody's got, you know, shiny objects within their management system. Um, but it's important to know what we're missing as agents. You know, what are we, what's getting by us? What are we overlooking? Um, as somebody who's who 's embedded deeply in, on the marketing side, uh, can you share maybe some things that agencies are overlooking when they 're looking at management systems in general
2: so it starts with it starts with the data conversion. One of the biggest questions they have is will all this rich data um, that 's stored in my legacy system make it over to the new system policy details. CRM information does that make you know years worth of data? Does that make it over because I don't want to be losing that a lot of companies are worried about transferring accounting data to their new systems So that's a core concern and something. I think agencies need to look critically at Whichever management system they decide to switch to ask them how much of that data is going to make it over Um, the other thing I think that's uh, confusing for agencies is and and this applies to every industry so it's not particular to insurance or management systems but there's a lot of there's a lot of variances on how pricing is done you know when when an agency gets a proposal from a management system a lot of times that proposal is for the bare bones management system and everything else is sold a la carte as add-ons so the price you're given is not necessarily what's known in the industry as total cost of ownership. right? In order to do an apples to apples comparison between management systems, you can't look at that price because a lot of times that's heavily discounted for year one, only to increase in price in year two and three and four. Um, A lot of times you're, you're getting promotions that expire. So we always ask agencies that when you receive a price, think of it as total cost of ownership. When you add everything in to the system, how much is the total cost? And that's the number to compare from one system to another. Because some systems like Hawksoft, for example, um, we bundle all the core features in. We don't choose the a la carte method. Yes, we do have add-on services, and yes we do have API partners and people that you know services that you can add on to the system. But all the core things like reporting, certificates, commercial, personal lines, workflows, downloads, all of that isn't bundled in. So we, we don't we don't subscribe to the a la carte model. Outside of that, you know, I think I think the biggest thing is is the acceptance by the system within the office. It's one thing for an owner of a, the agency principal to make a buy decision on a management system because he's looking at it from a theoretical angle. Does this make sense from a price standpoint? Does it make sense from a value standpoint? Am I making my money back? He's looking at it rightly so from, from that angle. But then there's the practicality element. Are the workflows truly easier for the people who live in those workflows seven hours out of eight? You know, when they go to produce a certificate, for example, is is the new system actually taking fewer steps? Is it quicker to produce? Because those efficiencies over time add up, especially when you're hiring new people in the agency and you have to train them on these workflows. The, The easier the workflow is, the easier it is to train and the easier it is to document these things so you don't have any, you know, nightmare on the other end. Yeah, can I, I jump
1: in here as, as well? So yeah. one of the other things that a lot of times um, agencies overlook is they're simply looking at features. Um, and, and Roshan just talked about, obviously, how easy the features are to use. But oftentimes agencies will come up with questions on, well, what about this situation? What about that situation? I'm having an issue here. And what a lot of times people don't take into account is um, can they get the support and help they need in order to answer their questions about a specific feature? Um, what is the, um, what is the customer service like, um, are there, um, help systems, are there self-help that I can get along the way as well? And that's something else that they ought to be looking into is just how do I, how do I get support when I do need it?
0: Yeah, that's great. And I, you know, I, I, I was also wondering, you know, when you're looking at the acceptance by the staff, um, how much of this, how much of interaction, or how much uh, is the staff involved in this process? Because they're really the ones that are at the ground level who are going to probably give you some of the best feedback nuggets in terms of, Hey, you know, this is, this is where maybe this is falling off. This is where we need more help. Or maybe this is where, you know, as far as our agency goes, this process could be more efficient. So, uh, I, you know, for, for, for a firm that invests heavily uh, in the agency, I would imagine uh, you have, you know, a good amount of on, On hands? Excuse me. I would imagine you have a good amount of hands-on with the actual staff uh, in this process.
2: Yeah, we absolutely do. That's a a good call. Um, In fact, uh, we do two data conversions, if you will. Um, We'll take the data from the legacy system when a new agency comes on board with Hawksoft during the onboarding process. We'll take the data from the legacy system, um, convert it, and put it into Hawksoft. And then all the training that happens with that agency over the next 30 days, all the one-on-one training is done with that real data. It's not current because we, we've moved it at a certain point in time, but it's real policyholder data. So they're actually seeing the data that they're used to in off and they're training on those processes with real data. That's the first data conversion. Then when when, when the agency and the staff are comfortable and when they've signed off with Hawkshoff saying, yep, this is the data that we expected to come over and yep, We've uh, we we have been trained on the system, and we feel comfortable hitting the go live button. We do a final data migration, so it gets all the current data, uh, policyholder data, into the system the night before, the day before they go live. That agency goes live on Hoxoff, so they're not only being trained on on real customer data, not you know made up Lauren Ipsum type data, but uh, they, they tell us when they're ready to go live, and we'll push the go live button at that time.
0: Good stuff. I will tell you what. I am, uh, Sean, you know, I'm thinking too, uh, with your rich history of, of programming games and, and, um, figuring out how to find the stinky cheese and (laughs) looking at creating just, you know, incredibly, uh, useful and, and, and productive software in the insurance industry. Um, I'm a big trends guy. I love to follow business trends and where things are going. And, um, you know, so I'm going to try to narrow this down uh specifically to APIs, you know, and and the way our, our systems are, are talking to each other and interacting and using different kinds of software and how accessible or not accessible it is. Um what's kind of Hawks so, Hawksoft, excuse me, what's Hawksoft's approach, uh in your words, for uh, uh in, in in the world of APIs, uh specifically in the P and C insurance market?
1: yeah so we Hawksoft has invested heavily um, in the last uh, couple of years on putting t- together an API. We're actually working with quite a few vendors right now, and we only have a couple of them that are live, but we're working with a, a, a far a lot more you know a lot more that are um, that are in the works. Um, our, there are There's two different approaches to software. One is is you create software where um, our software does everything. And if you do everything, the, the reality is you're probably not the best at everything. Um, the other option is is that you integrate with other um, other vendors that they are the best in their space. And so the idea is that we do what we're really good at, and then we integrate with those other vendors that are great with what they do. Um, and together we create um, those those systems that will really help the insurance agency succeed and, and be most successful. Um, and so that's the approach we're taking right now: is is really reaching out and um, creating relationships with these other vendors and um, starting that integration process um, with with a lot of them right now.
2: And and to piggyback on what Sean said, um, this is a very important—I um, don't want to say differentiation—but a very, a very important ideology that we're following. If you take a step back from APIs and think about the industry as a whole, why would why does someone why does a consumer go with an independent agent versus a you know, a direct writer, for example. The consumer goes with that agent because of the expertise that that agent brings and the ability to choose from multiple carriers, right? The choice, the choice factor. And we took that to heart and we take that to heart at Hawksoft because, like Sean says, we're really good at the policy management side. That. Our management system has been doing this for 25 years and we've, we've got that down to a science. But we don't, hum, we humbly, very humbly say we're not good at these other peripheral things that there are vendors out there that are good at. So if you use the analogy of why people come to independent agents for, for the element of choice and expertise, we're following that same model by giving our customers, our agencies, the choice and expertise of picking a tool that works best for them outside of the management system for these peripheral things. We're not forcing them to, to use what Hawksoft has built for these peripheral things. We're partnering with the best of breed on that.
0: One of the true benefits of doing podcasts um, is just the amazing, uh, journey you take where you know you know certain things about companies and firms and what they're doing but when you really start to dig deeper you get such an appreciation of just the 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 awesome work that you're doing uh how how you know just useful and how much it it really assists and and what we need as agents and agencies and i can't wait to uh stop by at elevate and, and get to learn more about, uh, hands-on, more about Hawks Off. Uh, but I really appreciate the opportunity today to speak to you guys and, and just know uh, your values and, and wh- where you started and, and where you are now. It's just a really cool story. And, um, you know, this this Elevate conference will be my third. Uh, one of the two reasons I like to go to Elevate, because I don't do a lot of conferences. I do a couple, maybe a year. But one of the two reasons I like to attend Elevate I love to see a kind of a smaller setting, the progress and the evolution of what so many passionate people in this industry have been working on and where they've taken it. And that, that, that for me is just, uh, is just a great experience. Uh, for those of you who have never been to Elevate Conference, I can't say it enough. If this is your first time, make it happen. Go register. You go to www.elevateconference.com. You will not be disappointed. Um, if nothing else, you will meet a ton of really amazing people who love insurance, who have optimistic views of where their future is going, and more so just a vast array of support and tools that can make you and your agency better. Um, gentlemen, I really appreciate you being here today. Is there anything that you want to leave us with before we, uh, before we sign off?
2: No, Thanks for having us, Joe. I think it's been a pleasure. Uh, definitely from our side, we enjoyed it. And um, thank you for asking some tough questions. Um, I think the audience needs to hear, hear that.
1: I echo that. Thank you, Joe, for the time today. And I think um, we're excited for the Elevate Conference coming up.
0: Thank you, guys. True pleasure. It's all mine. Thanks again to Agency Nation Radio Podcast for having me today. It was an absolute pleasure and an honor to speak to these gentlemen from Hawkshop. We hope everybody stays well and we'll see you in Nashville. Take care, guys.